You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. You ready to talk about uh, the, the disease that's going to kill us all? I'm kidding. It's not going to kill us all. It's not. But I think it's serious. You sound like a man who is skeptical. <laughs> I think I have grounds to be skeptical. Talk to me about it. What, what, talking about the skepticism. I just don't. I just. I'm just not. This is a safe space. <laughs> is it? It is. It's a safe I'm, space. I'm not rushing because. Okay, first of all, let me yeah, say yeah. this. I work at a, I work at a hospital. So now it, it's it's progressively the 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 preventions have gotten worse or the pre- I'm sorry not precaution precautions is what I'm looking for. Um, the methods that the hospital has taken to. Uh, safeguard or take preventative measures or yeah, precautionary yeah have they're precautionary that's the word i'm looking for thank you the precautionary measures that the hospital i work for has taken have increased dramatically within 72 yeah. hours so there's an email that went out friday um you know they were they did some things monday and now as of today everybody's getting monitored and they're making uh if you can wor- work remotely they want you to work remotely um and so the providers that I talk to, um, they're not really, they're addressing it because it's not that it's a, it's a fake yeah. uh, disease. It's very, very much real. But a lot of what they're addressing, pretty much all that they're addressing is fear. Mm. So it's like, it just, it's not that it's not real and it's not that we shouldn't take precautionary measures I think it's just like how scary everybody has become and why things like washing your hands and other measures have just become, you know, that's that's the new, you know, the information age. That's why all the know-it-alls are saying, like, well, wash your hands. Like, well, we should have been doing that beforehand. A lot of people are, are, are filthy, first of all. <laughs> Listen, two things. I worked as a janitor. Mm. Fresh out of high school, the women's bathroom is the nastiest place you will ever see in your entire life. I quit that job because I refused to clean up the women's bathroom, one. And then two, um, I worked at uh, I worked at JCPenney for two years uh, as, a, as a part-time job. And the things that I saw in those dressing rooms, the, the way that people treated those clothes... And I always said it. I said, yo, people are nasty. People are disgusting. I tell people when you buy clothes, wash oh, them as soon as you yes. buy them. Do not wear them straight out because you don't know if somebody tried them on. You know if somebody like let me tell y'all something. When they return clothes, mm-hmm. like, yo, this is <laughs> when when people return clothes to the store, yep. we take the return. There's not a washer and dryer in the back. Those things get folded up. And put back on the floor. So when you buy them or when how many people have tried those pants on that you're trying on in the dressing room? You don't know. You might be the first person. You might be the 15th person. So people are just generally nasty. And I think, Doc, one of the things that I always talk about on this show is just personal responsibility. And so, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that I think it's beyond vaccinations versus anti-vaccinations. Like, that's not the discussion. Um, if you choose to get vaccinations, great. If you don't, that's fine too. The conversation is bigger than, you know, like, God, was it, is it Italy? 
that shut down. Yeah, Italy has uh, uh, basically told its entire country, don't go anywhere right now. Don't go anywhere. I know China was like that at first. Um, yeah. And they kind of tapered off or whatever. Yeah. But like, yo, they, I mean, they canceled, God, they, they canceled the Arnold, the Arnold Classic this weekend, which is like the thing for Columbus, Ohio. Oh man, there's going to be so um, much more that gets canceled. There's yeah, be I mean, look, so much more that gets canceled. They're looking at re- canceling WrestleMania. WrestleMania is in a couple weeks. They're looking at canceling that because there's some coronavirus cases in uh in Tampa. Uh, like you, they pushed back South by Southwest. No, they, um, can- they canceled South by. I'm sorry, they pushed I'm sorry. Back, they canceled. They pushed back Coachella to uh, Coachella. October. Correct. Um, they at Ohio State. They have they've moved all classes to online uh, till the end of the month. Um, they've talked about with. Um, uh, different sporting agencies, particularly the NBA, playing games without a crowd. Um, I'm kind of amazed that they're going through with March Madness right now. Because like, so the Big East tournament starts uh, March 11th. So when people hear this, it'll be probably March 11th. Um, So that means they're going to try to fill up Madison Square Garden with people flying in from all over the country. Using the subway, using trains, using planes. And it's just like, y'all, <laughs> yo, New York is filthy, ho- filthy. New York is. Let me t- hold. On, let me tell you. So my son is flying in this mm-hmm. weekend for his spring break. Um, his mom is concerned. Sure, sure, sure. Like that's cool. He'll be okay. I I got it as, exactly. So I got an email. I fly him Southwest because if you if you fly your kids unaccompanied, Southwest has the cheapest unaccompanied minor fee everybody else charges 150 southwest only charges 50 just heads up so i fly him through southwest southwest sends me an email this morning or not this morning yesterday morning that basically says i think hey guys we're cleaning our planes (laughs) right it's like basically the way that so what they're doing is the the way that they have been cleaning bathrooms right is what they're now going to do to like seat back like your tray tables and everything else Finally, bruh. Finally, I have one. One of my best friends is a stewardess for uh, Southwest. She caught every single joke. Like, there's no way that y'all sent me that email. Hey, look, guys. But she said, she said, hey, the planes have never been this clean. I'm so right. happy. We're finally doing what we should have been doing. What we should have been doing all along. Sure, but yes. we don't because we're America. <laughs> And, and we, uh, and we, I think Homer Simpson, we, Homer Simpson famously said, "Can't someone else do it?" We're, we're we are both lazy and opinionated, and oh boy, we don't like it when anybody tells us what to do. Oh boy, right? Don't tread on me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and something like this virus actually really gets at the in trying to stop the spread of it. Really gets at the core, like the way that you have to stop this is to get people to re- to think about more than just themselves. Because mm-hmm. at an individual mm-hmm. level, if you are relatively healthy and follow good hygiene, even if you got it, you are probably not going to show major symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem is there's no, uh, there's, first of all, there's no virus, there's no uh, vac- vaccine for this. So we, we can't try to protect with a flu shot of any kind, right? But the other problem is it can take a while before you know you have symptoms. And even if, so while you're, while you, you could have it and you could feel pretty okay. And so you're out there in the world spreading to other people and then they're spreading to other people. And by the time that you feel symptoms, 
you look back and you go, oh, well, I was at the sporting event. And then everybody's like, oh, how many people did you infect? And it, it's not so much about the individual, right? Because like 80% of people who like, first of all, not 80% of people are going to get this. Of the people who get it, 80% of us aren't, aren't, aren't you're going to be okay, right? And then out of that remaining 20%, something like 15 or 16%, you might feel like you have the flu, right? Mm-hmm. But you'll probably recover. And like 4%, it gets like real serious. Okay. And so the problem is what you have to do is you have to try to figure out how can we stop spreading it so that it's only like 3 or 4% of a smaller number. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you have to try to get people to, to be proactive even if they feel fine. And this is America where it's like, if I want to kill myself, I can. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's also not helped by the fact that like, our government is like shockingly incompetent right now, like on an incredible level, you know, um, you man, big bang, Donald Trump is, um, like basically more worried about like giving, like, like bailing out airlines. Cause they're doing the, the, cause they're having problems right now. Then things like, how can we test people? You know, like mm-hmm. my, my fate, my, my favorite, the most, one of the most, incre- I mean, and it's truly, we're living in uncharted times right like in any other era of american politics his press conference on friday would have been like a freaking national like crisis because he sat there and people were wondering like well there's this cruise ship off the coast of california right now mm-hmm. with american citizens full of american citizens and there are people on board with coronavirus and they need to like get off the boat mm-hmm. and he's like yeah i don't want the numbers to go up <laughs> it's incredible it's crazy it's 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 kind of incredible right and like so, you you know, and then there are even Trump aside, there are tons of people who don't trust our government anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what are you supposed to do about something like this? Right. Like it's that I think that's kind of part of the scary thing. You know, like the average person is not going to like die from this. Right. The average person might not even feel sick by this. But they're mm-hmm. the whole and this is the whole point where I went on this rant about flu shots and stuff like yes, like um, on last week's episode is like the whole point of all of this is that for the people who will get sick, right? There's no flu shot. They don't really have a way to treat it. That's the thing. It's like, you know, they're, mm. they're going to try to like manage symptoms. But like, if you're like a really old, if you're like an elderly person with a, with bad, like with a bad respiratory problem anyway, this is like, this is terrible. Yeah. And so it's not that like you might catch it. It's like, if you catch it and before you feel sick, how many people are you going to give it to? And right. so the only and so what countries like South Korea have done now what Italy is trying Italy's trying to put the genie back in the bottle. Italy is like two weeks ahead of where we are of, of where like on the curve of the virus, they're like two weeks ahead of us. Okay. So like t- ten to fourteen days, something like that. So like South Korea, what they did is they just tested a ton of people. Like hundreds of times more people per capita than we're than were testing. They just tested an insane number of people that way they could figure out who has it even if they're not even if they're not showing symptoms that way they can just tell those people you need to stay home mm-hmm. until you're not contagious anymore mm-hmm. but like our our country has decided basically for a while we put our head in the sand and we said well only people who were showing symptoms we sh- we're only going to test those people so like okay well like what about all the people that they interacted with before they showed symptoms? Do you know what I mean? Like we just, <laughs> uh, the, 
I think people, to me, I think part of why people feel panic, I mean, part of it is like, this is obviously media is going to go crazy with this, right? And then there are people who are like, oh, this is what you should believe. Oh, this is what you shouldn't believe. This is what you should believe. This is what you shouldn't believe. But also like, there's, there doesn't feel like a plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it, I think the plan, if there is a plan, the plan is shut everything down. Well, that's like, that's the sort of like, you know, the horses left the barn thing. It's like, oh, well, okay. You know, like, or maybe in this case, like you watch any, like, any any like 90s like action movie where there's like a prisoner who's like broken out they're like okay we're gonna set up like blockades at this far out and this far and this far like that's basically what we're trying to do like instead of worrying Mm -hmm. about how did the prisoner get out in the first place we basically decided yeah okay the prisoner's out how do we get the prisoner back it's a lot easier to fix this earlier in the process we have chosen the harder way part Mm -hmm. of it and you as somebody who you are your job is i'll say healthcare adjacent right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's at the VA, right? Right. Which yep. is government funded. But like, so yep. I don't know if this is true for the VA, but for the non-government parts of our healthcare industry, they optimize for like, what is the least that we can put in and make a, make as while making the most amount of profit, right? We are, we are, we are at least on the, on the non-government side, we are a healthcare system that is optimized for like, we, 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 what we don't optimize for is like, what's the worst case scenario? You know what I mean? Like hospitals aren't like, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like non-VA hospitals, I can tell you, right? So that's the real that's the real fear. That's why Italy is doing what they're doing because they have run out of ICU units. Hmm. Like they just don't have enough beds. So like China's approach was they're like, well, we're China. We don't care about human rights. We don't care about envir- the environment. So we're going to build a hospital in a weekend. And that's hmm. what they did. They build... They built hospitals in like a weekend to try to get enough ICU units. That was their way to try to stop it. But doesn't that doesn't that feed into or doesn't that cause complications because of uh, healthcare in the U.S.? Oh, that's I mean, we're like we're between our our national attitude about like you can't tell me to do anything. I am like a man is this castle, like all that sort of stuff that is so deep in the national psyche of America where we are like, I can do what I want between that. And the and the lack of a national healthcare system in this country, this is like a perfect storm of like, oh god, mm-hmm. you know, which is why like ultimately like, I mean basically if you're if if it's like a major event like where a, a lot of people are gonna be in like one place at one time, it's just you got you like cancel all of them. Yeah, because I don't know what the like, so there uh, in New Rochelle, which is a, a northern suburb of New York City. There's like some weird cluster there. Like a hundred people have it already, which New, New Rochelle is just like a suburb. It's not like a major city. Um, th- and so the governor of New York sent in a national guard today. Okay. Not to lock down people, to lock down like institution. Like <laughs> no one's going to school. No one's doing this. Like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, uh, that's where we are. Okay. Yeah. So I talked about that with, with my, my girl today. She has a six-year-old daughter. And I'm like, yo, if they canceled OSU... Like how much longer before they start canceling high schools and middle schools and elementary schools? Uh, all of Atlanta was out of school today. Mm. And that that's a whole other kind of problem. Cause like there are, you know how many kids need that meal? Mm, right. Man, I, I, I mean, I didn't grow up on free lunch. I grew up on reduced lunch, you know, and I would have, you know, my parents would have figured out how to make it work. I guess maybe we sort of teetered on yeah. the edge a lot, but like, you know, if you're, it, you know, a decent number of kids, they were like that free meal that they get. I mean, I even sometimes qualified for like the free breakfast, which was terrible. 
but like oh yeah the free breakfast it's trash but like it's food right you know um what what are you gonna do with those kids yeah. i mean for college like col- like colleges all over kids like so um it started with a bunch of private schools like princeton told their students don't come back from spring break basically uh harvard is giving students like five days to like get out of the dorms unless they absolutely can't and it's like right and, yeah i know what you're thinking harvard princeton um one of my friends pointed out to me today uh the Ivy, the Ivy League schools are actually historically, uh, like, if you are uh, a student who qualifies, but if you like come from a, if you if you have a very poor family, they'll just pay for all mm. of it. So like, because mm. I was sitting there thinking, man, what about like when all the like OSU, like what about when all these like state schools and like start camp, right. like where are these where are these students going to go? And they were like, you know, right. sure, there's a lot of like at Yale and Harvard, there's a ton of like you know you know, rich people living off their dads and moms. But there's also like for the for the people who aren't rich who go there, it's like they got nothing. You know? Yeah. They, <laughs> and so it's like, well, where are they gonna go? Who like OSU, good right. So OSU's uh gonna do classes uh virtually. UConn mm-hmm. hasn't announced it yet, but I I'd be stunned if they're not there. Um like if you're I guess like I don't know. Yeah they they, they don't have a good way to figure this out, you know? Like, what are you gonna do? Tell people yeah. go buy go buy a plane ticket, go fly home. <laughs> yeah, they are. I think so. <laughs> okay, I think so. And then, but then that creates a problem of everybody who can't just afford to up and leave. If they would have told me that when I went to UConn, I would have been like, uh, 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 I guess I'm gonna stay with yeah. my family close by. Yeah, because like you would have to, you would have to quote unquote make it work. I, I couldn't afford that. I could. Right. It was a stretch to fl- for me for me to fly home for Christmas every year. My goodness. Right. Right. No, it's like we're just not set up for this kind of thing as a country. <laughs> yeah. This this creates this creates a lot of problems. And, a lot of problems. We we generally don't think about like the societal effects of stuff really well in this country, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, you know, we're sitting here. I, I feel like every day it just changes and gets a little, a little bit more worse, a little bit more worse. And I think part of it is like, yeah, we have a media that's going to sensationalize this. And, you know, but like, I think I, I really do think that part of it is like just normally the only person in our country who could attempt to like unify and be like, here's the plan is theoretically the president. Right. Mm-mm. But like. For how many years now has half the country basically looked at the president as somebody that they hate? Correct. I mean, yeah, Trump's a buffoon. But like when Obama was in, w- was president, none of the Republicans believed a word he said. When Bush was president, yeah. I mean, you had no good. I mean, you know, people didn't believe a word he said. I mean, mo- he was the OG buffoon. Mostly for good reason, right? Um, Republicans hated Clinton, tried, you know, tried to impeach him, right? Like it. We're, yeah, but you've never had this much public backlash for a particular president, like compared to all those guys. Like you're talking about Democrats and, and Republicans. Yeah. I think in this case, people. Yeah, it's just hate people, Trump. People do hate Trump. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I think you make an excellent point about, you know, this just has a lot of legs, a lot of tentacles that attach to a lot of things that America is not prepared for. And this could get really, really ugly. And if this... Best case scenario, you know, everything passes and, you know, it's not really, you know, it doesn't do a whole lot of, you know, damage and a lot of people don't get sick and, you know, barely people, not not a lot of people die. And, you know, best case scenario, right? Or best case scenario, nobody right. dies, nobody gets sick. But 
best case scenario that 20%, you know, it don't it only hits the 20%. What happens when like something does happen? <laughs> Cuz I believe something ultimately will happen. And if we're not in an instance and whether it be wartime, whether it be a disease, whether like who knows what that something is, but like what happens in that instance where America is not prepared just for all of the ways that America functions and this catastrophe, whatever it is, impacts the way America functions and the way that people work and play and live their lives. Bro, we're going to be in trouble. I'm trouble. I mean, I, this is the kind of... So it's interesting, right? Like the best case scenario to me right now is basically we can dramatically increase the number of people we test. We basically shut down all major, large, like public functions, like, you know, play March Madness in front of empty, like <laughs> empty gate, like whatever they got to do, like shut down March, shut down fans for March Madness. I'm really sorry. Like it's going to be terrible, but like you, that just seems wild to me. Like large gatherings of people just shut it down for a little while and see if we can like, see if you can stop that kind of, that kind of crazy person to person um, transmission of the disease. Like, and what's, what's crazy is the, so let's say that happens and it's like this huge effort and we actually like slow it down. And it turns out that, you know, some people died and it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as we all thought. People's takeaway from that, their lesson learned is going to be, oh, it wasn't a big deal. All that for nothing. Like, yeah, I think right. some people almost need to see it get bad. Yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> like, if, if it doesn't okay. get bad, we should all be like, thank you, public health officials. Thank you. But that's not how it works. If it gets really bad, yeah. they're gonna blame them. Why didn't you stop it? <laughs> yeah. So here, so here's my question. Yeah. Like, so I think when we talk about things getting bad in our country, my mind immediately goes to 9/11. Um, so, like, do you remember what the response? Because I, mean, I was, I was, how God was I? 17. I was 17. Yeah. So I, don't, I didn't care. Outside of like the the towers fell, a lot of people died. That's scary. But like the like the impact, the waves of uh, how our country responded to that. Yeah. Like, do you remember outside of like all the patriotism and the, what was that thing that, that, that Bush signed where we all got like a thousand dollars or something like that? Um, like what, what was it? Oh, that was, wait, that was the, that wasn't the response no. to 9-11. That was a response to the uh, recession. My bad. But yeah, like what happened? Like, yeah, what happened? Um, <laughs> what happened in 9-11? I mean... Well, I mean, okay, so what I'm saying is like to your point yeah. where you said, yo, people have to um, people have to see this. Yeah. Well, 9-11 is something that people saw. Yeah. So like when we saw it, what, like, what was the country's response in terms of like how we handled everything? I mean, we, we really responded so terribly to 9-11 if you think about it, right? Like all of a sudden... I mean, not that Muslim Americans were ever really treated super well in America, right? But like mm. overnight, they went to public enemy number one, despite the fact that like, you know, the vast majority of them, of course, disavowed everything to do with like that sort of ra radical Islamic terrorism. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. But like, all about that. you know, it went to 11 for them real fast, yeah, you know, yeah. but like the Patriot Act got signed. Yes, it did. We're still living with that. Yes, we are. We went to war in Iraq. We're still we're still in the Middle East. Yeah. We never left. <laughs> there's a whole generation of kids. All they know, like they there's a there's an entire generation right now 
that has no clue of what life was like before security screenings at the airport. Bef- like, <laughs> you know, right. we we take our shoes off because somebody failed to blow up a plane with a shoe. And we never stopped mm. to think, hey, maybe we don't need to do that anymore. Mm. But we did it. Like, uh, my experience, this is, I'll, I'll get some more of this, I promise. My experience with uh, going to new, like, if you ever start work at a, at a new, like a new company and start a new job, I always try to figure out, like, what scars does this organization have, right? Like, organizations of any size will go through, like, some bad experience, like, you know, bad client or a bad project or whatever. And they'll put, like, what seems to an outsider, like, really weird, like, rules or, like, policies. It's like, oh, we don't do that here. And it's like, okay, why? It's like, oh, because five years ago this failed and so we just don't do things that way again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like every company has that sort of stuff. Every organization does. And, like, our country, like, developed scars because of Mm 9-11. And we've just never reexamined so many of them. And it, like, it let, like, you know, I... I think it it's I think I think lots of things leave scars in America. Right? Mm. You you wanna jump in here? I I just I have a I I have a question, but please. No, I, was gonna say, I mean like I think the I think the, the two thousand eight like recession left scars yes. on an entire generation. Yes. yes. You know, I think you see that heavily with the support for Bernie's campaign. I think mm. even to a certain degree, um, Trump's campaign, right? Where like mm-hmm. we, you know, Obama was elected, and we tried to make our way out of the recession, and like not a single banker went to jail, not a single one. None of them went None to jail. Of them. Really? Freak. What was that movie that had a uh, your man from the office? The Big in Short. It about, it's a great that. movie. It, that was a really it's good a movie. Really good movie, and it's infuriating. Yeah, it it's mm. fraud at I, the high. It's just fraud all up and down the system. Bro, I was I was a loan officer right, oh, man. like right at the tail end of that. I saw it, I saw it. It was like, bro, it, for, without throwing people under the bus, it was culture. Oh yeah, it's just a cult, right? I was trained. Yeah, I was trained. Like in terms of getting people certain mortgages, I was trained. They were trying to train you to be trash. Yeah, yeah. Thank thank God I failed at that job. None of those bosses went to jail. People got bonuses. I know for a fact there are people still living off of. Like that era. Yeah. Absolutely. So like we yep. definitely developed scars in this country for sure. Like there's an entire <sighs> older generation that developed scars from the Cold War. So when they right. hear Bernie Sanders talk about socialism, they cross their arms and go, nope, I don't yeah. care how many times Joe Biden stumbles. I don't care how many times, whatever. They're like, no, nah. we came of age in the 60s, 70s or 80s and they're just never going to do it. They could mm. never ever because they can't get past that because they. Because they think communism and socialism the same thing, which they're not, and they th- like so. But they, that's that's all they hear, and so they're like, nah. So people have scars for sure. Mm. And so like, will this be a scar on the country? It's not that serious yet, but let's see. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not helping that the economy that the that Wall Street is like just lighting itself on fire right now too. Right. Hmm. 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 So my question is, so I know mental health is like a hot button yeah. topic. And people use these words like trauma, um, but I don't think they understand it. I don't think those are words that you understand until you like either either you're, you're studying, um, you study it, or uh, maybe you go through therapy and they're using these words and they're actually walking you through your trauma. 
Um, because there's not a person walking this earth that has not dealt with trauma on several layers. Like it's just impossible. So I wonder if to your point, when you talk about America having scars from all these instances, like these are scars and this is trauma that was never addressed. It was like, okay, let's address it with, okay, we had the recession. Here's the whatever that I can't, why can't I think of that? That he signed to give us money. I can't think of that. Okay, we sign all these bills in place to stimulus. Um, the stimulus package. Thank you. <laughs> all right, recession is happening. Bunch of people lose their jobs. I'm positive that marriages and families were broken apart because that's what they say. A, a good chunk of what divorces stem from is arguments about oh, money. Man, America is, does not know how to talk about money because oh, don't even, that's a whole other episode. But yes, you're right. So. Okay, cool. So here's a thousand dollars. Whatever, all the things that Obama did, and again, you probably need to bring back plead the fifth to really delve into that. But like, it was like a band aid. It was like, okay, we got all this stuff, right? So okay, good. The economy's good. And I look at the economy now, and I'm like, well, it's obvious that Trump is president because a lot of people are making a lot of money. But did we deal with like the emotional aftermath of the recession and what that, how people ended up? 9-11 with all the everything from the trauma of watching the planes fall to watch people fall out the building to all that stuff and the 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 oh my god how we treated muslims in this country how we're treating asians now because of the coronavirus like i've definitely seen videos of um asians being jumped i know i saw a video of some asians getting jumped in a subway because somebody said that they had the coronavirus like are we not like we're not dealing with the emotional and mental aftermath of like these things happen, these viruses come and then they go away. And this is why you have people who are paranoid and scared. Oh, there was a virus every four years. OK, OK, sure. So let's just say best case scenario or worst case scenario that is true. But to even think like that comes from a traumatic place like we're not dealing with that as a country. And honestly, Doc, I don't think we will. We never have. We yeah, didn't, exactly. We didn't deal with slavery. Exactly. We didn't deal with what we did with the Native Americans. We didn't deal with Jim exactly. Crow. I mean, like. <laughs> oh my God! Don't even, don't get me started on slavery and how we and how we treat Native American. Like, don't because get me started it's, on it's that's a whole other. The Amer- like it's the American myth, right? It's like the, we are not a country that knows how to look backwards, because, <laughs> but but what was the what was the slogan for nine eleven? Never forget, right? Never it's forget. Like, it's a. We're, we're, it's like never forget. Well, what, what are we not forgetting? Right. But like, it, I shouldn't say like we are a country that we like to like gaze backwards. But like, we're not really like looking yes. backwards. We're more we, like we sensationalize. We're like we're trying to remember. Like we like to remember. We love nostalgia. Yes. Yes. Right. But like we yes. don't like to actually go look. Yes. You know, because God forbid we might learn something. Right. Right. And God, for, God forbid we have to like, oh, you talk about this a lot, Doc, with like people taking ownership of uh, and responsibility of, of their actions. So it's like, well, God forbid, you know, um, slavery and the impact on African-Americans in this country today based off of things that happened more than 400 years ago. No, what are we told? Nah, get over it. It's 400 years ago. I didn't do that. I'm not racist. Like, no, but now we have systematic racism. It's like a... a got a generational impact off of like bro civil rights wasn't that long ago 
I even look at how we treat black history and I don't even like, cel- I'm, okay, it's my podcast. Yeah. I don't even like celebrating black American history because it's so riddled in trauma. Hmm. It's like lately, the last few years, it's been great to celebrate because now we're seeing people who are actually this person, this African-American did great things. They invented this. They started this policy, X, Y, and Z. But God, what was the black history that we learned in ki- as kids? Civil rights, Martin Luther King, not even Malcolm X, not Matt Good Evers, like Martin Luther Frederick King, Douglas. Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass. That was George it. George Washington Carver. <laughs> that was it. May, yeah, you might get George Washington Carver in middle school. Hey, he made peanut butter. You don't get W.B. Du Bois. You don't get Langston Hughes. You don't get the Harlem Renaissance. You don't get Black Wall Street. You don't get all of this stuff. It's one of the great things about the internet now is like all this knowledge. And we, you know, I I often talk about how just everything is available, how that's like, it just allows anything to sneak through the back door. And Doc, that's what we were supposed to talk about was media. There's a lot of trash Um, sneaking through the back door, though. So I I liken it to... um, in the summertime, and Doc, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm hoping you can relate okay. to this. We lived in a we lived in an era where there was no central air. Mm. I, I don't have central like, air. You, you don't have central air now, no, right? I, don't. So, I have window units. <laughs> you got window units, but like I remember s- summers in St. Louis in both of my grandparents' houses, and it was just hot all the time. And so when my grandma, when my father bought my grandmother an in-air unit, yeah. that was like technology wave of the future. Yeah. So what would we do in the summertime to, to, to air the house out? We would open the door. Now, when you open the door, you get the air in, the air comes in, yeah. But also you're letting everything that's outside come in the door too. So your dust is coming in, bugs are coming in. And you just got to deal with that. That's what it feels like with this era of the information age. Where it's like we're getting a lot of great information and a lot of things are coming to light. But you're also getting everything else. And there is no security at the door to check ID. And to take your analogy further, it would be if like we used to have a screen door. Correct. And and we decided the screen door is blocking the airflow too much. So instead of trying to fix the screen, we just threw it away. And we said, let yes. it all in. Yes. There's a lot of trash out there. Yep. And <laughs> that's hard, right? It's like we we don't um, we don't like as a part of like our 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 nat- like first of all we don't have a national school system. I mean, like there's right there's all sorts of problems here, but like generally speaking, schools don't they never really did a good job of teaching people things like financial literacy. Correct. And so I'm going to guess that they're probably not doing a great job right now of teaching people how to suss out good information from bad information, because historically, that's not the kind of like stuff you take that you have to learn until you go to like college where they try to teach you. And even then, it's more like what's a good source versus a bad source. Correct. And for me, when I went to college, I'm going to date myself. This is when they were basically trying to convince me that Wikipedia was not a source. And I was like, listen. To, the, to this day. I'm in college now and I still can't use Wiki. I understand it but now. we use it all the time on Clock Radio Speakers. <laughs> yeah. I understand why. Because anybody can edit it. Correct. Right? Um, Correct. So, yeah. I, the media... It's layered. So, layered. every time I... like, So, you, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about like... You know, it's the idea of like... We were saying it even just in the show, like, okay, the media is going to sensationalize some of this, right? And they probably already are. But Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what do you count as media? 
Yeah. And then like, you have to look at like, okay, if an individual, if an individual person says the media is sensationalizing it, I'm immediately, there's two questions I have. Number one, um, what media are you consuming? Mm-hmm. And uh, number two, what is your definition of media? Mm-hmm. Is it like four people around a table with a TV in front of them mm-hmm. or with a camera? Cause like, I don't know if I call that media. I call that like entertainment. Is, is it, is it YouTube? No. Uh, and YouTube, YouTube videos is not and... media. I'm old. YouTube is not media. <laughs> is it, are, are they like, honestly, I, I mean, I even heard it. Like I heard this today and I hear this all the time, doc. The, the conversation starts with, did you see that meme? <sighs> yeah, the memes are not people, media. <laughs> but people are taking memes as like factual news and factual. Yes. I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? So like media is like that. You know, it was it's interesting because when I when I think about it, on one hand, like why aren't we using that to our advantage? We have a podcast that has three hundred plus episodes, um, almost a million listens, like and we could use that to God go to what the Source Awards, the BT Awards, like some sort of hip we South by Southwest. I'm sure we could say, yo, we're, we're, we're media outlet. Sure. We have an audience yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, we're media. So excuse me. Like, I don't know, dog. Like how does, like, how does, how does that work now? It, I, I'm, I'm for me. And this is, this is probably, this is on me. Like when it's a news story and someone says media, my brain says, oh, you must mean news media. And I'm pretty old school when it comes to this. So I'm like, oh, you're you're reading like the New York Times or you're mm. like a sober, like whatever the most sober, boring news outlet is. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> would, would you would you count that as like a CNN, Fox News? Oh, All of those are, are, are scandalous and they're all trying to get ratings. Right. You can get. Oh, absolutely. Right? And they, they blurred the line between opinion and news a long time ago. I guess it'd be like <sighs> when you watch ESPN. <sighs> Is first like first take isn't where you go for like hard hitting sports analysis. Not at all. So like, but some people I, do. Well, I know a lot of people but, do. You know, go there for entertainment. You <clears throat> still you can still learn stuff maybe, right? But like, sure. There's an angle. Absolutely. There's always like yeah. There's there's an angle. You know. Ha, have you seen how I, I saw this theory that ESPN is pushing a narrative that. Um, Giannis doesn't deserve the MVP so they can get him into a bigger market because they want to cover him and make more money. Yeah, that's that doesn't even make any sense. How does that not make sense? Um, where do I even start? Um, I don't think do bigger markets actually still matter? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. I had a conversation cuz I, I I felt cuz I'm like, "Yo, I'm tired of the NBA having the same 10 teams." Like Everybody can't go to L.A., Houston, um, New York. Like, first, like, come on, like the Knicks are still a big market. Well, that's just because there's a lot of people in New York. But there's nobody good on the Knicks, really. Sorry. But exactly, exactly. So the night that they blew out the Houston Rockets by 30 points, the big story is they don't let Spike Lee into the employee (laughs) entrance. But it's still it's still big because it's a big city. So somewhere like so somewhere like so someone like Giannis 
uh, who has said, I want to stay in Milwaukee. And Milwaukee has took him up on that offer and says, we're going to we're going to build around you and build some pieces. And they have a really strong chance to to uh, to win the East. Like not a hypothetical, like they're kind of just like favored, like they're killing it, even though they're not playing well right now, but they're killing the East this whole season. And people and and it's like, no, well, we can only cover him, but so much because he's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we need him in Golden State. We need him on the Clippers. We need him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't. I just don't put that past ESPN to do you, that. You know me in conspiracies. I man, ESPN's a big, boring company at the top, right? I have no confidence that they could pull a conspiracy off. I, but I wouldn't even call that a. I don't know. A conspiracy to me is like the Illuminati. Like those are conspiracies. Okay. You mean like, like so cons- you think there's like a concerted effort, like we need to get Giannis to a major market? Because because when they cover him in those bigger markets, it's going to put more eyes on Giannis and it's going to make ESPN more money. And ESPN has gone on record and said, we like, it's clear that they make up, not make up, but they find news every day. The, sure. They have just like CNN have has to, f- to find stuff every day. C- correct. Correct. And if nothing is happening, then... It, it, it goes back to what you and I talk about all the time. Like, yo, they're not making any money if nothing's happening. Right. So I don't I don't put that past ESPN to say if we can't get him out of out of Milwaukee, like even the conversation of putting a negative stain on him that would make him think to go to a bigger market to make more because like do you think Zion is staying in New Orleans? He'll be there for a while. It's not a I th- I hope he is. I really hope he is. Because what happens if the, this thing about the NBA where they continue to not, not make any money, what if it gets to a point where they have to like get rid of some teams? The NBA team's doing fine. So, so then what's not making money? Who's saying they're not making money? I thought they were, I thought ratings were down and all that yeah, stuff. Ratings like, are down, but that's, I'm, okay. not, I'm not worried about that. They still make okay. plenty of money. Oh, sure, because they're paying them millions of dollars. Sure. Yeah. Also, the value of NBA but, teams keeps going up. Like when you need to worry is when owners put, NBA teams up for sale and nobody buys them. Until that mm. happens, they're fine. Okay. The ratings are an interesting problem, for sure. The ratings are more like, if anything, this is an argument for why like they need Giannis to be like successful where he's at. I think the ratings have been down because who, what are the big marquee teams out east that like you can, right? You know, with like big like top five stars anchoring teams out east right now, Giannis. Who's still on the come yeah. up, but has not proved in the playoffs yet. <clears throat> like my, yep. my, my mom doesn't know who Giannis is. My mom knows who LeBron is. Correct. Correct. She does not know who Giannis is. So who do they got out East? They don't have anybody, the on- anybody on that level. The, the only other, t- like in Boston and Boston is not a, okay. Superstar yeah, X is yeah, leading Boston to this. Yeah. They're just a, a pretty good team and they have a long lineage of championships in history. So for the most part, they're going to always, you know, maybe Brooklyn, but I don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, so Durant, maybe, like Durant, maybe, maybe that'd be interesting. But like, I think it's a real, like it is, like they're, yes, East Coast bias is real. Like I'm a, I'm a proud East Coast member of the East Coast, liberal elite, I get it. You're, you're a member of the East Coast family, boys to men, ABC and BBD and Doc. <laughs> but like, they, it. It really is true that like when the when the West Coast games start up in the NBA, like half the country's asleep. 
At right. least, at least, like half the country. Yes, in terms of like, yeah, but yeah, just a ton of people are asleep. It's like, don't watch that. Like those, there's a ton of great West Coast games almost every night in the NBA. No one's watching it because yeah. the East Coast is like a, a lot of the East Coast is asleep. Diehards are up. I get it. Whatever, but like a lot of the East Coast is asleep. They need marquee people for that seven, for that eight o'clock, for that eight p.m. You know, East Coast time slot, and they just correct. You know, they if anything, what would like Giannis making like the leap in the playoffs, becoming like a like a Finals MVP, right? Changes everything for 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 ESPN. Mm-hmm. Now they can count on, oh, Bucks. That's the net. You know, okay, great. Right, so we can have Bucks anchoring these Friday night games and blah blah blah. Like they desperately need somebody on the East Coast with with games that start at eight o'clock. Desperately. I would I would like to know how much money media outlets made while LeBron was in Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland's a great example, right? Because like East Coast, but not in a major media market, which actually kind Correct. of is at their advantage. Correct. Because like it means that so like in New York. Aside from the national televised games, like you have to get like MSG to watch, right? But like, if you want to watch a bunch, that's so there's a there's a real incentive for the NBA to broadcast as many Cavaliers games as they can on 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 TNT or ESPN, so that the rest of the country can see him. So it's this like cycle that feeds itself, and you could see something similar with the with the Bucks. Like, let's say the Bucks kind of correct course a little bit, you know, they're a little rough spot right now, but Giannis turns out Giannis's injury is not that big of a deal, and they just crush in the playoffs. Like if Giannis mm-hmm. goes head to head against LeBron in the finals and just like crushes him, yeah, it's a ESPN is yeah. it's just gonna be it's just gonna they're gonna love every second of it, yeah. Because now they've got storyline X and Y and what happened, you know, yep. like yep, I agree. So I don't to me it can that's what I mean about a conspiracy. Like I I think that they absolutely push like ridiculous storylines, but I think I think that's for the point of like. We need to drive like a three-day news cycle. It's boring right now. Sure. Who's got a hot take? Absolutely. Can you get it early in yeah. the day so that way at nine o'clock we can have a story about the response to your earlier hot take? Like it's yes. it's more short term than it's like, all right, we want in 2022, we want this. So let's start thinking about this now. They don't know what they're doing tomorrow. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a conspiracy, but like, yeah, they're, they, they don't think that their job is to accurately and soberly report the news 24 7 they have some Mm. shows that are supposed to accurately and soberly report the news the rest of the time they think that their job is to entertain you and make you want to watch yeah and what do you what do people tune in for they want to see the crazy stuff on first take they want to hear like that's what people you know what i mean when it's nba trade season people want to see what's going free agency people want to pop in what's going on like something crazy is happening or you know that's what people want yeah yeah but we went coronavirus sure. to ESPN to, and we made it all connect. Look at that. Who else but us? <laughs> Who else but us? Oh man. Um, is there so? Is there anything else we need to say about coronavirus? Um, so you've got you've got family traveling, not impacting your travel plans right now. No, they're not. Um, any other travel plans that you're sort of thinking, or any other plans, whether it's activities or whatever, where you're looking ahead and going. I don't know if that's going to happen. You're trying to get me to announce stuff publicly oh, that I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, okay. no. Like, listen, like they're going to have to shut down. Like they're going to have to go out of business to keep 
me from flying my <laughs> flying my kids out in the summer. Like, nah, I'm, I'm getting that time with my babies. Yeah. That's, that's just not gonna happen. Like, it's it's gonna really have to be like a pandemic, low key, for that to happen. I'm I'm not I'm not concerned. Um, I'm prepared, but I'm not concerned. Yeah, my company is supposed to uh, get everybody together. It's only twenty of us, or so. We're supposed to get everybody together in Virginia Beach at the end of this month. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the timing works out for that. And then the first lady of Clackerty Speakers and I, we're supposed to be going to, to Europe for a trip in May. Mm, Euro Doc. Euro Doc's back in the building. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. May- <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to figure out where what I'd be more worried about. Would I be more worried about like, oh, like when I arrive in Germany that they're going to be like, oh, you came from the US? Go to quarantine. I don't want that. Yeah. And when I leave Switzerland to come back to the U.S., I don't want them to be like, I don't want, I don't want to like land at, J- at JFK and they'll be like, oh, yeah. So you're gonna go sit in this room for two weeks. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. I have no clue, no clue what's going on with that. That's crazy. I know. And like by the time that a lot of people hear this, it's gonna be there's gonna be so many twists and turns to this like we haven't even anticipated. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm waiting for the first like well-known person to get it and like be visibly sick. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You think that's when it'll quote unquote be real for some Maybe. people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it'll be uh, the first when, when a politician gets it, those pol- the, then they'll, they'll get really real for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden they're gonna be like, oh, we got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, help, help. <laughs> right. Yeah. They'll, they'll spin it. It's, I have an okay. I have another yeah. question for you, and then we can go, go. ahead. So you talk about your man, uh, Big Bang Bloomberg. Oh right? yeah. And so um, I've hear I've heard a lot of people say that, like, man, he spent a lot of money on his campaign. He could have taken that money and helped people do this, or he could have yeah. fed. You know, he could have did this. Like, I don't even know what question. Maybe I just want you to respond to that. I don't. I don't know if I have a question about that in general. I just thought that that you hear a lot of people. You hear people often tell uh, millionaires and billionaires, wealthy people, like what to do with their money. Yeah. So I don't know. I just want you to respond to that. Yeah. Um. I think it's like he spent a lot of money, right? Like what half a billion dollars, roughly. Um. Mm-hmm. Half a billion. Half, Billy Bloomberg. <laughs> uh. C- you know, because unlike uh, Hammer, half a billion won't hurt him. Um. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you could look at it a couple of different ways, right? He, you could say, well, he he spent half a billion and failed, right? Right. You could look at it and go, well, you know, there there's a bunch of states voting tonight. I haven't checked, but unless there's a massive polling error, um, seems as though Biden's going to win the nomination, right? Oh, word. Might be over for Bernie. It's over for Warren. It was a tough week, yep. in, you know, in, in the Connecticut Clock Radio Speakers uh, headquarters. Um, yeah. Still got the sign out front. I was that was gonna be my question. Did you take no, the sign? No, the down? merch is on sale too. I thought about stocking up, but Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stocking up. Like when would you wear those? Like is is there a point where like that becomes like irony? Um <laughs> Man, you know how great it'd be like give me some I need like like a gore two thousand hoodie would be great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Actually, yeah, like a yeah, Gore 2000. Yeah, you could do like a Clinton Gore. You could do actually uh, Obama 08. If anybody's got those lying around, oh, oh, you know those are on. Those are on eBay for sure. Um, 
What was the what was the dude's name from 1988? Dukakis? I used to like his name. Uh, Michael Dukakis. As a kid, I thought I liked him because I liked his name. <laughs> Dukakis 88. <laughs> yeah. I'd wear Dukakis 88. Well, I don't know. Never mind. Let me check his policies first. <laughs> I walk outside and get killed. That feels like a that feels like a Kith collaboration right there. Oh my god, Kith and Dukakis. <laughs> That shirt would be $90. <laughs> White t-shirt that just says Dukakis with a Kith logo underneath it. Ronnie, like, you're not fooling me, Ronnie. Anyway. Anyway, so um, you could look at it and say uh, that Bloomberg failed. Or you can look at it and say, well, you know what? Um, he changed the race for a while. Forced everybody to attack mm. him instead of attacking Biden. And there were two mm. candidates in the race, Warren and Biden, who had proposals that would have cost him an incredible amount of money, mm. way more than $500 million. Mm. So he spent $500 million to save billions. Mm. Works out for him. And he's mm. going to still donate a ton to d- Democratic causes because the one thing is he does hate Trump. Mm. He's not even really a Democrat. Like, he ho- like the, the 2004 Republican National Convention was in New York City. He was mayor. He, he spoke there. Mm. Like, he, mm. you know... It's amazing, like, him as a Democratic candidate was always just amazing to me. It's like, wait, Mike Bloomberg? You mean stop and frisk Mike Bloomberg? That guy? Right, what, right. What is wrong right. with you people? Yeah, You, you all are scared of Trump that much? You'll do, anyway. Um, yeah. Basically. Um, man, I've been, man, I've been thinking about what you said last week, all week, man. That whole, um, uh, you talking about lose, like, picking somebody just because you don't want the other oh, guy yeah. to win? Yeah, that's dangerous. It's real dangerous. It's real dangerous. So like I, I so I don't know if I look at it. Yeah, he I don't know if he got humiliated. I mean, Elizabeth Warren ate him alive on the debate stage, but you know, people like me loved every second of it and some people were like, "Meh, whatever." So no one's going to remember that. Mm. Um in terms of what he what he should or shouldn't do with his money, I think it's one of those things where it's like a lot of time rich people try to have it both ways. Like they want the big novelty check you know, mm-hmm. they want to like, they want to show up and they want to give money towards a really good cause. And then they want to be given credit for it, even if like, but it's like, yeah, I hear you. But like, if you're being so giving, actually, like, this is where people need money. Because what the reason why philanthropy is so actually kind of dangerous that we rely on it so much in this country is it gives billionaires an incredible say <laughs> over things. Because they're writing the check. Mm-hmm. So like it it looks all altruistic, but it's not exactly like that, right? If Bloomberg's writing the checks for this, well, it's going to be, it's going to be a certain way, you know? Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, man, if you love giving your money away so much, why do you fight against taxes? And it's because mm-hmm. they, they think this is my money and I get to spend it how I want. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's that's my reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like that was that was something that my mom was always raised me on. Like, you know, she was always like, "Don't don't let a girl buy you anything because if she buys you something, <laughs> she can hold it over you." Right, right. I know, I know, I know. Oh man! But in some instances, she's she wasn't wrong. I mean, what? Some why is, do you think? I mean, look historically, why do you think it was always that men paid for dinner? Mm. right oh now you owe me a little something 
Mm. Yeah, it's the guy who buys you the drink at the bar and follows you around all night. Right. Or it's like, the, or even in relationships, it's like, oh, when the guy messes up, what does he do? Reckon with his guilt or, you know, actually try to fix it? No, he buys jewelry or flowers. Because mm-hmm. when you spend money, you have power. Mm. Right. And that is why that is why rich people like giving away their money, because that is their way of maintaining power. If we had mm. if we had taxes in America like we used to have or like other countries have, then the government has power. Yeah. And rich people don't want that. This is your control verse tonight, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> this is your control verse. <laughs> no, it's not your control verse because that verse is kind of whack. This was your... Um, Ooh, this is your 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 Jay-Z on Hot 97. This is Banks Workout Part 1. Yeah. I hear a lot of talking. <laughs> People must be mad at Doc. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's Anything good. else you want to talk about? Nah, I think we've given the people plenty today. I thought this was going to be one side. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Nah. We'll see. We 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 got in the, we got in the vein. Thank you everybody for listening to this week's Talk Radio Speakers. As always, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, if you want to support it and you aren't already a member of our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash CRS podcast every week, or I should say every time we record the show, Patreon listeners get an extra bonus uh, uh portion of the show, as well as sometimes they get some shows early, sometimes we'll give them some uh, we, we might give music early, all sorts of things we try we try to make work and for our existing Patreon supporters we really 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 appreciate you Armand you got anything you need to plug uh, no but thing, things are happening the movement so. is moving the movement is moving for sure alright thanks everybody we'll be back later <laughs>